It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. In their masses, get out of the way. Just like witches at black masses, get out of the way, bitch. Get out of the way. Evil minds that plot destruction, get out of the way. Sorcerer of death's construction, get out of the way, bitch. Get out of the way. In the fields of bodies burning, get out of the way. Machine keeps turning. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Death and hatred to mankind. Get out the way. Poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, larger. Oh, no. Teach me how to do it. 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 Teach me how to do it.
your freak on indeed folks this is ryan bailey and this is so bad it's good with ryan bailey how are we i have missed you all week i hope you have missed me as well uh thank you so much for all the messages the questions where are you <laughs> all of that stuff well i'm back i'm here i'm uh i'm a little worse for wear but we are back and we are doing it this is your friday episode we're going to be doing a summer house recap these bastards over at bravo didn't give us a real housewives of orange county for me to recap so I took a couple days off this week, and I'll tell you at the end of the show what that was all about, because I want to have fun with you guys. Do you mind if we 
try to have some laughs today, even though I don't know if there's a whole lot to laugh about. I do want to read a quick poem that I wrote to to Vladimir Putin, if I could. No, I'm just joking. I'm just talking about that Anna Lee McCord poem. Did you see the actor from the 90210 reboot? I'm still processing it because it's so cringe. We're 10 hours into a war and some, you know, B-list actor, probably C-list, is already writing deep, like, lyrical poems about being Putin's mother and she could have changed things. Uh, I love when somebody makes themselves part of the story. And I'm glad it, it um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it helped her scratch some itch for her. But it was just so weird to watch. You guys, if you haven't seen it, go to my Instagram page. I posted about it. Which, by the way, me posting about something that is cringe is cringe in itself. Believe me, it, it's, it's like a domino effect of cringe. Oh, I missed you guys. I missed you guys. Uh, but I am aware of everything that's going on in the world, and uh, it is it is scary. Let's not – I'm not going to lie. I'm, it's fucking scary. I have no clue what's going to happen. It, you know, I, I live on edge all day, every day regardless. So um, – but it's always nice to get something new to be on edge about. And prayers go out to the people of Ukraine. Uh, this is not a political podcast, but uh, this is a, a podcast about humanity, you know, even if it's about the housewives. So uh, thoughts and prayers, which are the two worst words in the English language, I think, lately. But they definitely uh, are for me. Uh, definitely on my mind and, uh, we'll see, but for now we're going to try to laugh as much as we can, because how do you not laugh when Kyle from summer house has a living sty on his eye? Like I, that is literally a small man living on top of his left eyelid and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I'm hoping I would love nothing more if that, that sty just <laughs> makes it into every episode for the rest of the season. Like by the, the wedding, it's like Kyle has two heads. It's his head and then the sty, and eventually the sty takes over. Like I interviewed Kyle and Amanda a little bit ago, and I can't tell you for sure, maybe that was the sty. This could be some kind of weird Bravo horror movie that we have no idea where it goes. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys had a good week. We're going to do something a little crazy. So don't worry. You're like, hey, hey, F you, Ryan, you didn't uh, record this week. And I did the Monday episode. Sure. And we're going to do this episode. Sure. And then I'm going to do a couple other episodes for you. We're going to do some just recaps, just me and you, the audience. We're going to be silly. We're going to be goofy. And if that's not your thing, what I always like to tell you right off the bat is, my God, I get it. It doesn't have to be. Turn it off right now. Go to something else. There are so many good interview podcasts. There's so many podcasts that don't do, deal with anything. I, I sometimes just listen to news podcasts, which will really scare the shit out of you even more than this podcast. Um, but, but, but that's what this podcast is going to be for the next couple of episodes, which will be coming out in the next two days. And then we go back to our regularly scheduled programming. Also, uh, Tom Sandoval interview. Yeah, I, I've read the comments, you guys. I'm so sorry. I made a big deal out of it, and it's still coming out. We try to line it up with his East Coast tour, which is in the next two weeks. So it will be coming out next week. But also, I didn't want to release it when I was dealing with uh, uh, an issue uh, with family and friends and stuff, and I couldn't. Um, I kind of want to enjoy when I release interviews that I, I like and next, and I had like a whole slate of really great interviews for this week that I had told you about. And it just, uh, when I got to Arizona, I realized it was a lot more emotional, uh, and just, I wanted to try to be, um, as present as possible, which in 
today's terms is still not that present for me, you know? Uh, so thank you for allowing me uh, that space. And thank you always. My paranoid brain is always like, oh, they're going to find 30 other podcasts in the meantime, even though you probably already listened to 30 podcasts. But, you know, I get I get that uh, there is a trust between podcasting and the, the, the audience. I, I get that. And I hope I have not broken that uh, in the last couple of weeks because I do have to remind you I gave myself a staph infection. It's not been a great... Uh, it's not been a great second month of the year. You know what I'm saying? It's not been excellent, but we're going to change that today, hopefully. And I'll tell you everything at the end of the podcast, if you want to stick around and, and listen to me be a, a mopey bitch, but if not, we're just going to do the summer house recap. And there's tons of news stories. Cause I got to tell you, I got to give you my opinions on Kanye. I got to do all of that stuff. There is so much I want to talk with you about and so many things that have happened, um, but we're going to stick with a summer house recap up, but that saying that I'll go through 30 different directions, I'm sure, but don't worry in one of these, um, one of these recaps that I'm going to be releasing, you'll have other news stories and things like that, um, to, uh, to sail you off into the weekend. But before we get into the summer house recap, I do, I want to give some words of wisdom from somebody that I've always gone to in times of doubt in times where I need a little bit of guidance. And that is Mr. Jax Taylor's Instagram feed. Uh, of course, he's blocked me, so people have to send me this. And, and, and our good friend Marissa sent me this. And I'd like to read this. This was in his Instagram story. Uh, now, he didn't write this, but he reposted it. So that means it's his feelings as well. And uh, he said, if you're worried about the state of the world, the best thing you can do is become the best version of yourself. Tough times make strong humans. Prioritize your physical and mental health. Focus on what unites us rather than what divides us. This too shall pass. Mr. Jax Taylor. <laughs> oh my God, I want, I want Jax Taylor to be on a show again so bad. He knows everything, you guys. He knows. The, he knows. Focus on yourself, you guys. And by the way, how would that be different than any other point in Jax's life? He's focused on himself the entirety of his whole life. I love that. It's like now in times of tragedy, focus on yourself. Nobody else. Do not help another. Hey, work on you. That's all you can get. <laughs> Brittany's like, help with the baby, Jax. No, I am looking inward, right? This is Jax's inward time. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. And that is one of the things I'm on um, mixing with Monty's podcast, I believe, tomorrow as well. We talk about Jersey and Salt Lake. <laughs> Salt Lake, wow. Um, we talk about all that stuff, but I was saying that in times of tragedy, um, it is wild because I get uh, I get really nervous because you never – you're like, what are the housewives going to say? Like, I get nervous for them. I'm like, where, what is Ramona Singer? Like, where does Ramona Singer stand on the issues? Because you know it is a minefield. You're like, holy shit, you're going to, like, you're going to repeat it. You're going to potentially say something so dumb, not as dumb as a poem to Putin, but you're going to say something so dumb. And it just, like, my stomach, it's like, it's like when I wake up every morning and I immediately go to Kanye's Instagram to see what he's done overnight. And it's never, it's never in a, Oh, yay. I can't wait to see it. And always like, oh, no, this is going to really upset me. And I know what you're saying. Why do you do it to yourself? Because I have to. I'm a journalist, you guys. I report the news. Um, 
So, I mean, by the way, if you do see any housewives and their opinions, please email them to me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com, or you can, you know, DM me all of that jazz. I haven't been able to be online as much this week as I usually am, which is just an insane amount. Um, so, uh, I have missed tons of things. I'm playing catch up on like a billion million things. That is an actual number. So pardon me if I'm just catching my breath and finding my footing. I might be a little scatterbrained, but um, it's really, I got to say, it's really, really good to talk to you guys. And how I wanted to start this, I was talking to my best friend um, who I've spent the week with. And we were talking this, you know, the, the, he's my best friend and we share a love of pop culture. And this guy's always kind of been my older brother. Um, And, you know, we just love pop culture or, you know, there have been, I don't know. There's those people in life that make you appreciate music, TV, movies more. And, and he's always been that to me. Um, but we were talking this week and I, I, you know, kind of the mission statement of this show is so bad. It's good. All the, the, um, pop culture reality shows we love to hate. And that's a little bit disingenuous because hate is such a strong word. And I say it in a really lovingly jokingly way. It's such a strong word, that word. And, um, Sometimes I question it if I should be using that word because in the end, the love is way more emphasis than the hate is what I always say. And what I always uh, got into this is love what you love, you know, pop culture, TV, movies, uh, music. This is all the stuff we love so much. Lean into that. Lean into being the biggest nerd for something. I don't care what you love. I don't care if I love what you love. We all know my opinion is the number one. But even if you don't agree with my opinion, even if you love something that I don't love, even if you are a Lisa Rinna stan, be a Lisa Rinna stan proudly. Well, maybe not a Lisa. Maybe that's a bad example. Um, But you know what I'm saying is that we have this, we have, we are so lucky to be in this period of time where things can be really dark, but we also have these things, these pieces of art you know, these, these TV shows, these, these albums, these movies, and of course our friends and family and all of that. But these things can make us feel something. And don't ever, ever let make anyone let make you feel stupid about that. If somebody says they don't like reality shows and give you a hard time, that ain't your person. And that person's got some real issues that they will be dealing with later in life. But for right now, that's what this is. It's a clubhouse where we come and we talk about the things that we so desperately love. And we are happy about it. This is a celebration of that. This is can you believe what happened on some... Can you believe how big Kyle Stye is? Can can we laugh about it? Can we laugh about that? That's what this is. It's Can you believe... I'm so excited for the new Batman movie next week. Oh my God. I can't believe I get to be alive when there's a new Batman film. Now I know that's wildly off base because most of you guys are here for the reality shows. But you know what I'm saying? I'm excited about it. I'm... You know, look for those things. Look for those things. That's your body. Your soul will net... Will always point you in the right direction. Listen to that. Listen to what you like. I was um, uh, using an example of my ex uh, loves the Goo Goo Dolls. I hate the Goo Goo Dolls. I hate the Goo Goo Dolls for some reason. I think the lead singer reminds me of a soccer mom with his frosted tips and stuff like that. But she loved them. I hated them. Who the fuck cares what I think? As long as you love something, I would rather hear what you love 24 hours a day. I would love, I want to hear what you love. Everybody, that's what's so cool is that we all love something so different. 
And, and, and I've talked to so many of you that have changed my opinions on something I've disliked. And I've looked at it through your lens and I've come around and thought differently about it. Not Lisa Rinna, but everything else. And I think that is one of the coolest things about this community. Not just, you know, the this podcast, but just this community that like, we all, do you notice we all kind of like the same stuff? We have our favorites and, and things like that. But, you know, there's a certain type of person. They're good hearted for the most part. Funny. Um, uh, that's it. No, they're, no, they're good hearted, funny, smart, caring. They usually care about family and friends. Like there's kind of the unique traits that line up with this stuff I've noticed. Um, so thank you for leading me in the right direction. Or, or, or I was talking about recommendations. Always recommend things to your friends. Always recommend things to your family. It's one of the scariest things you can ever do is put your na- your stamp of approval on something. Do you ever do that? Put a stand-up special on Netflix for one of your friends. You're like, I love this guy. I love this. This is the funniest thing ever. And then you're just watching your friend the whole time to see if they like it. And then like two minutes in, if they're not laughing, you're like, oh my God, it sucked. I was completely wrong. What did I even do? And then they're like, oh, I like it. And it's like the best feeling in the world. The best feeling in the world is turning somebody on to something that they didn't know about that actually brightens their day a little bit. I mean, it really... I just can't emphasize enough to sometimes slow down and, and realize that is to realize these things that bond us, these things that make us feel something. And I don't just buy into the edict of, oh, they're just reality shows. No, fuck that. There's so much more. There's so much more. And I know this might be a little heavy handed, but fuck it. I don't care. It's Friday. Let's party, man. Like, let's like, let's say the shit that we want to say. I want to say that this stuff means everything. And that's great. Because if this means everything, something else can mean something to you too. And you that carries down. If you're passionate about this, odds are you're going to be passionate about your friends in your life or your family or you. Or you're going to turn inwards and go, what can I do to keep this sort of feeling going? And for me right now, it's going to be talking about Summer House, baby! Woo, 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 woo! How many people turned that off right then? Did I lose half the audience? Um, as we always do, kick the kids out of the car. Uh, if they're listening, this is going to be an adults only, an adult, adult swim, adult skate. Do you guys remember that? Did you ever grow up with the skating ring and they would have, uh, was it adult skate where all the kids had to go off and then just the adults could skate. And then they had that, the swim swimming pool in Kansas. It was like adult swim or something. Uh, yeah. I think it was called adult swim, which by the way, now I realize why they call that network adult swim. I mean, we're going to have an adult podcast right now. So, uh, but if there are any kids, just know you're at the coolest place on earth right now. You're going to be introduced to some really mature topics. I'm possibly going to talk about Kyle's sty and how big of a dong it has. So get ready. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into <laughs> Oh, by the way, by the way, bad news, you guys. Andrea, Andrea Denver, he's made the tragic announcement. He will not be partaking in Winter House Season 2. It start, my impression is starting to sound a little like Dracula. Oh, I bite you. But yeah, Andrea is in love. And supposedly we see him fall in love later this season with somebody from the house, not like the cast member. So he is making the decision of the heart that it would not be good this early in a relationship to go to Winter House which I understand, but man, I really think Andrea is just such a fun, 
character. I like, I really like Andrea. Um, also, I was, I thought, I was hearing casting reports that Luke wasn't in Winter House, but from my understanding, which is, you know, as you know, very limited, I don't understand a lot. I, I think he is in season two of Summer, uh, of, of Winter House. Um, I mean, I guess don't quote me on that. I knew Winter House was happening. And I, I kept that secret for a long time, but like, I I don't know. So let's, I mean, I, but I, I think Luke does need to be there. And especially if Luke is in a fun, I, you know, I want to see Luke date. I want to see Luke try to put the moves on somebody. Now, when somebody is good looking like Luke, you don't work as hard, which is why Andrea is an outlier because Andrea works like he's ugly. Andrea's working like he's the ugliest man out there and he's a beautiful man. But he's like, ah, oh, I'm a troll. Let me get you coffee. Can I carry your luggage? Can I birth your baby? Hey, what can I do? Can I mow the lawn? Can I wax your car? Come on, baby. He's just doing... Mom? Oh, wait, my mom. my mom just got home. I'm over at my mom's now. Mom? I just want to make sure you're here. Do you want to come say hi to the podcast? No? You can just say hi. You don't have to. It's not on video. Oh, okay. Yeah, just say hi. Hi, everybody. This is Mama Bailey. Okay, did you have a good time at your book club? Yes, we did. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. I was, thought you had two glasses of wine. You. No, no, no. It's soda. Do you need some ice? No, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, my mom still checks in on me. No, she just uh, she was at a book club. She, uh, I, I surprised my mom, and and uh, I'm spending a day or two with her. And my dad had to go out of town, so my mom went to a book club. Which, by the way, my mom and her book clubs. She did you do you guys? Does your mom ever like tell you about her book clubs? Like, she used to have two competing book clubs, and she would like. It felt like kind of East Coast, West Coast, where she would like, they were, it just seemed like a lot of drama in the book clubs themselves, where I was like, this doesn't even seem like it's about the book anymore. Like certain people were being invited to the one book club, certain people were invited to the now. My mom was in both of them, but I feel like she was like giving information to the other book club from the one book club. It just did not seem healthy in any way, shape or form. And to be honest, nothing about the literature, which is really, I would imagine what book clubs are supposed to be about. Um, so, uh, oh, and also I made my mom watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City finale with me, which I'm going to try to get her thoughts on it for you guys. Cause I'm going to try to put that out as a recap because I really haven't talked about Salt Lake that much this year. So I took notes on the finale and I'll be, I'm Whitney. I'm going to have sex with my husband, Justin, in front of cameramen and make it awkward for everybody. My mom got up during that scene. Actually, she was like, oh, Okay. Okay. Well, oh, oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, so, so Summer House, uh, we start as always as like previously on Summer House and we had Amanda's birthday. Remember Kyle didn't do shit for it. Uh, one of our subplots is Craig, uh, Paige is like, he's from Southern Carolina banging hot blondes. If Craig's doesn't want me, you know, maybe an Italian can just have at it. And Andrea telling the guys, like, I don't want to wake up to a different woman every morning. I want to wake up to one woman every morning. And then we had Sierra because she made out with Alex, which was like the biggest whatever. But she was like, can you guys believe I made out with Alex? He's very attractive, but we have different personalities. Sierra is so desperate 
to be a part of something. Like, it's just one of those things of like, I don't care that you made out with Alex. I don't. I'm, I want to care. I want to care. I don't dislike. I want to care. I don't care. And I feel like she might be over valuing herself in the house at this point. Um, I like, I'm like, I'm in love with Maya right now. Like I just, I am, um, Kyle, uh, had nothing to give Amanda. Like I said, and he's like, I dropped the ball and he's like, and look at this style. Look at this style, bro. Um, he's like, I'm trying to pretend I don't have a thousand things to do. Uh, Maya, of course, got out of a five-year relationship uh, with her fiancé, um, who was a top chef chef, and he was kind of the star of that relationship, so she always took a back seat, she said. Um, and remember, her and Carl were kind of getting close uh, two episodes ago because he's not drinking, and he would come and just kind of talk to her. We also had the big plot line last week where Andrea was like, I don't know your name. I have no clue who you are. Uh, he was calling her Lexi, and he's like, no, Lexi's the name of a girl I dated in high school. I love Lexi. And she's like, I don't know why I'm forgotten all the time. But she seriously said, I want to know, I want them to know what it's like to be a girl of color in the Hamptons. And Paige is like, we'll never know what it's like to be two black girls in the Hamptons. And she was crying, which was actually I thought the appropriate emotion because earlier in the episode, she was kind of like on her cell phone when Maya was talking about how bummed she was. She was like, okay, girl, anyway, anywho, I'm going to go to the club. You stay here. Um, so uh, we ended last week's episode with a, Brit, a big group hug. And you guys, I am a sucker for group hugs. I love to bring it in. We used to go to Coachella, me and all my friends. Um, I've talked about this ad nauseum every year, but we do so many group hugs. Man, a good group hug with a good group of people. There's nothing like that. And especially if you're not wearing clothes. It's so special. No, but I love a big, like, that's why Summer House is so dumb and it gets me every time. I'm like, yes, hugs. Like, I love camaraderie. Like, I'm not really big on camaraderie in my own life, but I love to watch it on TV. I'm like, wow, closeness. They do it there, so I don't have to do it in my life. We open up on the beach in the Hamptons. Uh, we see some Hamptons. They say the Hamptons. And then all of a sudden we go back to New York. Like they do two shots of the Hamptons. And then all of a sudden we're like, and it's New York city Tuesday. Uh, Lindsay is knocking on Carl's door and they say Lindsay and underneath it, it says publicist. Um, and she's like, hi neighbor. And he op uh, opens the door and she's like, I brought you half of a sandwich. I ate the other half. I'm going to go get a manicure. So I can't stay long. And then Carl goes, how many half sandwiches have you made for me? And she goes, ha, Carl. Oh, Carl, you're so funny. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, she's heard that half sandwich joke so many times from so many other people, but Carl is so special to Lindsay. I, she, she laughed like it was the first time she ever heard it. Like, Oh my God, Dave Chappelle, oh, Dave Chappelle. How do you do it? That is amazing. And, uh, Lindsay goes perks of being my neighbor. And she goes, how was LA Carl? You were there last week. Um, was it good? And he's like, yeah, good. We cut to Wednesday and guess what? We got hunky Alex, the food God. Alex to me is the real food God, not Jonathan Chevin. Alex appreciates broccoli, uh, protein, uh, rice, um, sweet potatoes, uh, big food guy. And he's in the gym. Andrea comes in. And he's like, what's up, bitch? 
They hug. We see muscles. He's like, All right, I'm going to work you out, Andre. He's like, oh, no. Then we cut to this restaurant, Hendrix, with Danielle and her boyfriend, Robert. They're just being cute. He lets her know that he is going to cut his hair this week. And that is the kind of drama that I expect from Summer House. I was like, man, that kind of big news right in the beginning that we're potentially getting a Robert haircut? My God. There's too, it's just too good. Too good. We cut to Kyle and Amanda, and they're at lunch. Um, he gets a nice coffee with cream. She goes with a latte. Is it important for me to tell you their um, orders? No, 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 it isn't. Yet I do. Um, and he goes, hey, so how bad, how bad is it? She's like, it looks worse. And Kyle goes, I can hardly see. And then we see, we open up and then we see, I thought it was the sun, but it turned out it was Kyle's sty. It, it's exploded. And he's like, my doctor says it's caused by stress and sleep depriva- deprivation. Part, part of what causes stress is like running lover boy. It's already this enormous responsibility, but we have a wedding to plan. The clock is ticking. Uh, we are two months this past weekend and I'm trying to find, you know, emails, um, make sure we're not you know, missing deadlines. And I just like, there is a side of me where I need more help, Amanda. It is so hard for me to watch you on your phone and watching TV for hours and hours at a time when there is a stack of shit that needs to be done, babe. And Amanda's like, is this really what you want to do before we have this fun, exciting meeting with our wedding planner? And he's like, I'm literally having so much stress in my body. And at this point, his sty just, I'm literally having so much stress in my body. I'm Kyle Stye. What's up, everybody? Hey, I'm bigger this week. <laughs> bigger and better. Amanda. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Kyle. I'm Kyle Stye. What's going on? It's a sunny day. Amanda, you don't do shit. I watch you. Just watch Watch your Bridgerton, and I'm on Kyle's eye. I'm huge. I see what you're doing. I see you doing nothing, Amanda. And it makes me mad. It makes me so mad. We can't do this alone, Amanda. It can't just be me, Kyle Stein. Kyle, please help us, Amanda. Help us. Now, I've heard so much from everybody about this Kyle and Amanda relationship because, frankly, I'm not going to lie to you. I like both of them. I really do. From what, you know, all I can go by is what I see on the TV. And if I go by what I see on the TV, they have a deep hatred for each other this year. Now, I say that knowing that other years you might not have a deep hatred for your partner. But this year they do. And unfortunately, there are cameras on them during these moments. And they hate each other so much that they're not even faking it for the cameras. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, I'm like, like Louis, Teresa's fiance from Real Housewives in New Jersey, where he's like very hyper aware that the camera's there. So he tries to act somewhat normal. Like they're not even, they're not even playing around. They're not even like, whatever you want, babe. He's like, you need to get off your lazy ass to start helping me. It is wild to see that kind of like, it's like a mixture of giving up and they're both miserable. And it, you know, every time you see scenes of them, it feels like, like heat, it just feels like uncomfortable. Like when you're uncomfortably hot, that's what I feel like when I watch them. Where I'm like, "Ooh, am I schwitzing?" Like I feel so hot, um, and it's a bummer because I like them so. And the other thing is, it's I don't want to use the word triggering because I hate that word, but it is triggering because it reminds me a lot of certain aspects of my past relationship, and it just is so. When you see it, it's so clear. And I'm not saying they don't belong together at all. I'm just saying that. 
it makes me nervous and it makes my tummy hurt and i want i don't i don't want to i want i want them to be happy and they just both seem like they're not happy like kyle there's no fucking reason he should have not gotten her something for her birthday that's just that's just Dude, I'm one of the biggest idiots in the world, and I know that. If I know, like, how is Kyle running a multi-million dollar business and doesn't know that? Can't even do that. I would pull my money from Loverboy if I knew that the guy didn't for, forgot to get something for his fiance. But then on the other hand, I also see Kyle's point of view of, like, if she is really one of those people that are always on their phone just laying on the couch watching TV when shit needs to be done— I can see where that would get really frustrating. Now, certain people, Kyle is an outlier in the sense that he always made a point of he's go, go, go. Nobody can match that kind of intensity. It just can't. But at certain times, certain people do have to step up. But it's like the chicken and the egg thing, right? Like, so Amanda probably doesn't want to step up because this person actually seems like they hate her and they don't really even care about her birthday. So why is she going to then put down her, you know, gripping uh, Netflix series that she's watching to help Kyle? I don't know. It's it really is frustrating, but it just shocks me that they started this episode like this. And it reminds me uh, to never be in a relationship ever. No, it reminds me to um, it reminds me that this is going to be a bad season for them, because in the preview, we see so much more bad shit go on with them. And I'm like, man, that is so brutal to have the year, we know they got married, we already know that, but to have that year surrounded by this show that everybody is out there saying, oh my God, what a nightmare. Those two people together are a nightmare. And that makes me sad because, you know, I remember the the, the wedding I had, there was a lot of happiness around it. There was, you know, like you want those, those memories. You don't want to look back and go, uh, it was fucking work. It was fucking hard going into it, and it's been hard the whole time, and it's still hard. Like you don't want that, and I feel like it's it's almost bad luck where you keep getting reminded every week. Like I don't even whatever with the show right now, but I want to know how they're doing. Like right at this minute, like do they even bother? Like I, I'm praying Amanda just stays offline for most of the time. Like it's so I can't even imagine because. Eventually, if you hear something so much, you're going to start listening or just you're going to become a different person because of it. And I genuinely worry that this kind of shit on that scale, if you hear so many things by like, okay, so, you know, we've all dated that person that your friend hates or your friends hate, right? We all have done that. And you're like, oh, it sucks to hear that. But, you know, whatever. I love this person. But imagine hearing that from 600,000 people. Imagine hearing that from that many people and you don't know any of them. You have no personal. So they're just giving you their God's honest truth. And you're like, I don't know you like I know my friends. So it is. It, it, I just sometimes think about that of like, I would love if I got a chance to interview them again of like, how, how are you handling that honestly? Because uh, I don't know. They seem sort of realistic. They don't seem completely... Uh, unaccepting of the fact that they don't really, they're not getting along right now during the show. So anyways, so, um, you know, Kyle said, I was like, I'm having so much stress in my body. I'm not having a fun time on Kyle's eye. Um, and this is a scene, you guys, that I would do in an acting class and people would say it would be too dramatic. They're like, this couple hates each other. But it reminded me of like acting class scenes of like the couple that's been married for 30 years and they passionately hate each other's guts. Um, uh, 
Amanda goes, okay, well, that's just not me, Kyle. And you have so much going on with work. It's not just me. And then Julie, their wedding planner, comes and sits down. And I got to tell you, the waiter goes, hey, what can I get you for a bevy? And that's stuck in my mind for the last couple of days. Nobody should ever be saying the word bevy. Let's be adults. So let's say the word beverage. We could say, would you like a drink? But a bevy? That person would be fired from my establishment immediately. I'm like, D- did you ask this lady? Did you ask this nice wedding planner if she wanted a bevy? You get out and you will not be accepting a final paycheck. Um, so there's this awkward pause where she can pick up on their energy and she's like, I can sense the stress. Um, are you guys feeling excited at all? And Kyle says, well, just making sure we're on top of everything. You know, it's stressful. This is going to be like a $200,000 wedding. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just hard. And she's like, okay, well, you know, the invitations are important. We got to get those out by tomorrow. And then they put a, on the screen like a to-do list and it's invitations. You got to stamp stuff. You got to seal those. You got dinner menus. You got place cards. You got seat cards. You got table numbers. You got table design. You got floral design. You got the bridesmaids dresses. You got to pick the officiant. That's a big one. You got to work on your website. And Kyle's like, it's like a perfect fucking storm. And Kyle Stye is like, you're goddamn right it is, Kyle. Wee! And then Amanda just sighs. She's like, Ugh. Amanda says, I'm so frustrated with Kyle right now in a talking head. She says, there's zero part of me that wants to rush to get these invitations out. He forgot my birthday. And then a pile on all this shit that I already know I'm not doing. I am. Am I feeling motivated? No, she says. Kyle says, babe, we got to have tunnel vision between now and then. And Kyle Stye's like, you're damn right we do, Amanda. You better get your ass in gear. And then we cut to Carl picking up Maya. It's Friday. We're going to the summer house, baby. Uh, Maya sees Carl. She's like, I missed you. So they're driving and she takes her, she has two tops on and she takes her top off in the seat. And Carl's like, that's an interesting maneuver. And I was like, oh, okay, Carl. Um, and he goes, hey, what's going on with you, Maya? And she's like, I was nervous going into last weekend without you, Carl. And it was getting tough trying to process uh, everything with the house and these new people and being called the wrong name. You know, I was the new friend in this group. And uh, she said, you know, it got to be a lot. So I talked to Sierra about race and microaggressions. So we spoke to the house on Sunday. And he's like, okay, that's good to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Carl goes, we couldn't understand what you go through on a daily basis. And I want you to talk about those things, he says, which is, yeah, that's the right. Yes, exactly. If you care about your friend, no matter what color, no matter what race, no matter what sexuality, you want to hear about those things, period. So Carl goes, well, I am sorry to hear that, Maya. Maya in a talking head says, I believe in my roommate's potential. It is just a matter of seeing it, but I have nothing but high hopes. I like that line. I have nothing but high hopes. I like that. Carl says, man, I'm sorry. Cut to Sierra and Paige. Sierra goes, this is how it is. Sierra, me, the chronic passenger, and Paige, the chronic driver, and I wouldn't have any other way. Um, Carl lets Maya know in their car trip that he needed the trip to California. He wasn't in the right frame of mind last week, and he's talking to someone new, and that's who we went and saw. And he goes, I met McKinsey in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is, you know, Scottsdale. Um, And he says, we reconnected in New York. She's smart and attractive. And I know I can call her at midnight and she's not drunk, which, by the way, I would love if that's true. Like, ring, ring. It's 12.05. You drunk? It's Carl. (laughs) Just checking. Okay. Night, babe. Um, He goes, we haven't hooked up, 
but I'm taking it slowly and I've never dated sober before, but I'm looking for an emotional connection right now. And I do find that like, it's gotta be so scary for Carl. Think about that. Think about dates in general. The dates I've been on, I've usually had a couple of drinks to calm my nerves. And I've told you guys this many times before is that I think Carl doesn't have a lot of game. He's extremely good looking, but I think if your if your game comes from drinking and you don't have drinking anymore, you are going to fumble, and it's supposed to be awkward and weird, and that's why I truly admire what Carl is doing. And like I always say, WWCD, what would Carl do? Because he really seems like he is invested in making the right decisions, and that doesn't mean he's not going to screw up and make mistakes, which is, you know, what we really learned the most of uh, from is making mistakes, which really, truly sucks. Whoever came up with that, like, little, whoever came up with that truth is just like, if God is like, yo, you're going to learn the most by screwing up the most. I'd be like, that is horrible. Why? Wait, why can't we just learn the most from succeeding? But it's always the mistakes. It's so messed up. Um, so he's supposedly dating this McKinsey girl. She's a blonde. And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is another kind of weird thing. It's like, we already know what ends up happening in the end. It's like those movies where they do a flashback and we know he's with Lindsay now. So obviously, the, you know, he's obviously not still dating McKinsey. Um, also the we have not hooked up part is interesting too. It's like, I mean, I don't know, you know, they're adults. I would think uh, a grown up like Carl, I mean, even if you're not sober, I would think, you know, I mean, I don't want to be unromantic, but I'm just, I, I'm actually pleasantly surprised he hasn't hooked up. And also, if he did hook up, I don't think he'd be like, I, I nailed her, man. I totally, hey, I nailed her. Sober sex is wild. It is wild. So we cut to Kyle and Amanda. Um, they're bringing their invites to pack and their luggage and all of that stuff. They get back, they get into the summer house. The summer house is alive once again for the weekend. Um, Kyle's like, oh my God, Amanda, they took down your 30th birthday balloons. And she goes, oh, what a shame. It's not about me anymore. And then he goes, in my world, it's always about you. And Kyle Stye is like, mine too. Um, and she goes, I fucking, I fucking wish it was always about me. And he goes, not by choice. Like, that's the that's where we're at. Like, they're literally seeing, like, things under their breath, like, uh, my world's always about you, not by choice. Like, that's dark. I, I, I literally wrote my notes. Damn. Andrea and Alex pull up, and Luke. We can always tell it's Luke because he has a Mumford and Sons hat on. It's some kind of, like, weird Buster Keaton cowboy coming out of a car at all times. I shit you not, you know, the, the worst thing in the world is that, like, good-looking guys discovered these kind of Western hats and stuff. Like, if you know, you don't see a lot of bad-looking guys in these hats. It's almost kind of like, yeah, I dare you to tell me to not wear this. Like, I think somebody was, like, wearing a weird hat that was good-looking. Like, I think it's, like, that's why I always say Mumford & Sons. And then was like, hey, that's a good, hey, you look good in that hat. When it was some girl just wanting to say, you look great, but she felt shy. So she, you know, said the hat. And then that's how that hat craze started. Damn it, if I wish I couldn't pull off one of those hats. Like, I, sw I swear to God, I have thought at least in my life, probably four hours total of, like, hats like that over the last 10 years of, like, because there's this store on Melrose that sells them. It's called, um, what's the hat store? Gorin Brothers, G-O-R-I-N. And they sell those hats. And, I'm, like, they're, like, 130, 140. They're, like, expensive hats. They're not like hats you can just buy at Walmart, which kind of some of my hats are. And I've always been like, what can I pull off? 
$140 hat. And I know I can't, but then there's always that burning part of me that's like, maybe I could, and I know I can't. And I know it's like, if I went in there, I would find out that I can't, but there's always going to be that question. Like, am I going to be on my deathbed going, can I pull that hat off? Or what if you see me on my deathbed and I'm wearing a huge ranger hat? Like, it's just, I, I can't fit into the cat. Like, <laughs> I'm laying in the casket and the bill of my hat is just poking out a foot out of the coffin. You're like, I see his hat. That's him. It's his hat. Um... <laughs> Kyle's like, let's get started. We, you know, let's already be working when all the other gang gets here and then they're going to help. Kyle tells Andrea who comes in, he's like, oh my God, your buttons popped again. Cause you know, Andrea, he's ripped. So he's always, he's like, I'm a one button down guy. Andrea's a five button down guy. He like, that's, that's like, if you have that kind of body, it's either shirtless or five buttons down. Like I'm a one button or I'll even add on a button. I'll sew a, an extra button above the top button. Um, but Andrea Five buttons down. That is that tells you what kind of shape this man is. And Andre's like, every week, every week, I bump the buttons. Um, Kyle calls him three meat. Hey, you three meatheads. Kyle Stye's like, yeah, you three meatheads. Um, Kyle says, these are very expensive wedding invites, and they absolutely have to go out by tomorrow. And then Amanda sees Kyle kind of drinking and talking to the guys, and she's like, Kyle, I need you to be multitasking. Instead of drinking and talking, I need you to be stuffing envelopes and talking. Uh, Danielle pulls up. Uh, Andrea is like, Danielle, let me pull in your luggage, huh? I, I pull in your luggage. I'm like, are they tipping Andrea at this point? It's 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 like he's just there waiting for life, like a bellman. Uh, people are like yelling. The summer house is coming alive. Um, Kyle asks, uh, he, he sees Craig's invite for their wedding on the top. And Kyle asks Amanda, and he goes, does Paige know that we're inviting Craig no matter what happens with their relationship? And Amanda's like, shut up. Paige and Sierra pull up. Paige has a huge suitcase. And she tells Andrea, hey, pumpkin. And he goes, you smell great. And then she says, hey, you, uh, you're more buttoned up than usual. <laughs> Good one, Paige. Sierra asks about Kyle's sty, and, and she's like, did, um, did they drain it? And she's like, fuck you, Sierra. Uh, Andrea hugs Maya a long time, because remember, he didn't know Maya's name last week. And he's like, oh, I missed you, Maya. Oh, Maya, I miss you. And Carl, Carl, you're here this weekend. All right. Lindsay, we find out, is not coming. She's at a wedding in D.C. They do a, fl- a shot of her at the wedding in D.C. She, she looks hot, you guys. She looked really pretty in that wedding dress. We cut back to Andrea. And uh, Andrea tells Kyle, he's like, I just love how much you're investing in Lover Boy by trying every single flavor. Because he's making a joke that Kyle is drinking too much Lover Boy. And Amanda goes, oh, no. Wait a sec. And Kyle's like, I had two. Relax, babe. And... She's like, that's your, you do not be drunk, Kyle. And she goes, can you just chill out? Everyone come, is coming out. Everything coming out of you today is just annoying. You know, I'm trying to be, you know, just try to be pleasant and nice, which is never a good thing. If you, like, Amanda is miserable at Kyle, but then when Kyle points it out, it's like one of those no-nos. Like, don't ever do that because they're looking for you to point it out. So then they go doubly mean. You don't want anybody to go doubly mean with you. You know what I'm saying? You want to stick at the one mean level. If you give them reason to be double mean, it's like when I go hiking and I see people doing push-ups on the hike and I'm like, you're double exercising? We're already exercising. And now you're going to double exercise? We don't need double exercising. We're already exercising. You don't need to do push-ups on top of it. You know, Kyle, don't make her doubly mad. Doubles are not good. We want singles of everything. 
Paige says, um, I'm more excited to mail a bill than they are to send out their wedding invites. This is depressing. Amanda goes, yeah, never get married. Just don't even bother. <laughs> That's where we, and that brings us to our first commercial break, folks. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. We will be back to the show in just one second, but now is time to talk about our sponsors, my favorite part of the show. Uh, this week, we got a new sponsor. One of our sponsors is the company Seed. Now, uh, I get things mailed to me, and this got mailed to me, and I was super excited because I love probiotics. I'm not joking. I am a huge fan of probiotics. In fact, I had this okay so you guys know i got a staph infection on my face and i had to take a bunch of antibiotics and stuff and the doctor was like you have to take probiotics because it'll really help your stomach out when you take strong antibiotics and i was like sir have you heard of seed because it just got mailed to me so your boy's gonna take those so i was super excited to have this i was like oh my god i actually have this and i'm gonna use this so 
they say that it turns out like everything you think you know about probiotics, it may be wrong. Um, Seeds Daily Symbiotic is the real deal, though, because not all probiotics are created equal. You might ask, what is the Daily Symbiotic? It is a broad-spectrum two-in-one probiotic plus prebiotic. There is a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages. This sounds really smart, you guys. Proprietary engineered two-in-one capsule that protects probiotics through digestion to ensure delivery to the colon. Now, if you've taken probiotics before and you never felt a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving your GI tract. Now, seed is designed differently, and that's why they say it works. So what does the daily symbiotic do for you? Uh, Supports benefits in and beyond the gut. Now, I keep saying gut, you guys, but gut is like, it, it kind of is how our bodies operate. Digestion, the gut, it is so important. I hate saying the word gut, but it is so important. Seed will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation. If uh, you know what I mean, that's we're just going to call it evacuation. But it will also support your gut barrier, your skin health, your heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Now, there's a note, gut immune function is not quote-unquote, boosting the immune system. It is about supporting the crosstalk between your intestinal cells and your immune cells. So many see improvements in digestion within 24 to 48 hours, which which can include bowel movement, regularity, and eased bloating. So um, it's just a great product. I've been using it for a month now. They just sent me more, and I was super excited because I was like, oh, God, I was going to have to order this, and then they sent me another month. I was like, sweet. So, you guys, start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com forward slash so bad and use code so bad. I am very excited about that one for real, and I genuinely use it. I should just show you photos of me using it. Just me on the toilet. (laughs) Sorry, you guys. Okay. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Finally, our last one is Sundance now. Um, I've talked about Sundance now uh, before. I love them after a long day. 
you guys, I do, we do, we want to curl up on the couch, get lost in a gripping story with characters I can love and hate. Is that too much to ask? Nope. And now, thanks to Sundance Now, I always have something to watch that is binge-worthy and that I can be obsessed with. Sundance Now is an ad-free streaming service created by AMC Networks. Now, you guys know AMC Networks, The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, Amazing Shows. So, uh, you know, Sundance Now is for people who obsess over riveting storytelling and fresh perspectives. Sundance Now has original prestige dramas, international thrillers, and bone-chilling true crime shows. Every show is a sleek production with sexy lead characters. They've got shows like the hit British series A Discovery of Witches, uh, which is the perfect mix of period drama, romance, edge-of-your-seat thriller. Seasons 1 and 2 are streaming now, and Season 3, the final season, has uh, it just started January 8th. Um, so... Uh, there's going to be many shows that you will be able to check out on this streaming service. Uh, it really is something that is worth your while. And like the show I was just talking about, A Discovery of Witches, you can catch, like, I love when you come to a show later and you can binge all the seasons leading up to the season that they're actually airing now. I love that. I love that you don't have to wait that year-long wait in between seasons if you're coming late to a show like A Discovery of Witches, which, by the way, I want to say that TV Insider calls fantasy intersects seductively, wickedly irresistible. Uh, TV Guide says pure catnip for fans of this genre, and the Los Angeles Times says elegant and satisfying. Now, that sounds pretty good. So you can stream Sundance now on all your favorite devices for as low as $4.99 a month. Just download the app or watch online and discover exclusive shows from around the world instantly. Just go check it out. Really, honestly, go check it out. See if there's shows that you would want to watch. I bet there are. So uh, find your next TV obsession on Sundance Now like I did. Try Sundance Now free for 30 days by going to SundanceNow.com and use promo code SOBAD. That's SundanceNow.com code SOBAD for 30 days of free streaming. Once again, SundanceNow.com code SOBAD. And now, ladies and gentlemen, back for the remainder of our show. Um, also, when they did the commercial break, I saw the preview for Candy and the Gang, the Candy Burris show that premieres March 6th. Mark your calendars, folks. Um, so we come back to the summer house. Amanda says, guys, Kyle, be open of be mindful of open bottles and drinks. Do not spill on these invites. Like I have one. Of the, I'm one of those tragic people, you guys, that dirt and smudges and liquid and just catch up like they're all attracted to my body it's some kind of weird magneticism like it's it's if if you are looking for dirt it's somewhere on me i don't know how it happens like i'm the guy it's like a very charlie brown existence where i can't wear white because i know immediately i'll look down and be like what the hell but it's sad at this point it's just like another white shirt you've ruined again you've ruined it again Gray's a tough color for me as well. You've discolored another gray t-shirt, Ryan. Way to go. It's always some weird, like, so like, how the fuck did ketchup? I didn't even have ketchup today. How is this happening? It's just like, it's like, oh, I feel like it's some sort of superpower that has no benefit for anybody. Um, so uh, 
We cut to Andrea. He's in the kitchen doing shots of 1942. They're they're mixing it up in the summer house. Maya says, you guys, I set up a dinner on an outside patio tonight. We need to leave by 745. Uh, so just, you know, be ready by 730. Uh, Andrea uh, takes Maya uh, back upstairs and like, I'm so happy to see you, Maya. He's really laying it on thick this week. Kyle kisses Amanda and he goes, relax, babe. We got through this. Which another thing, not good to always like to be the guy and go, yo, relax. We we got it done. Instead of like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it, it almost points it out like, look, I told you we'd do it. It's not loving. And I'm not saying she deserves like super loving, but it, you know, it just is not working. So 6.04 PM, we get the Chiron up there. Once again, one of the best parts of Summer House, I'll always tell you, is how specific they have the time. In fact, I, even next season, I would love a 6.04, like plus 32 seconds. I want that kind of specificity. Um, Alex, uh, Alex says that he, during the week that he went back to his mom's house and she still had his high school uniform and he's like, my waist, I could still fit into it. It was perfect, but my butt really filled out. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. That was great information. Amanda finds a wet spot on the table. Uh Oh, you guys. And Sierra asks Alex, Alex, you went to a private school? Are you Catholic? And he's like, no, I'm agnostic. And you tell Sierra's like, <laughs> say what? Who's Agnosa? What, Baba? Um, Sierra, for uh, being a nurse, she, I don't think, uh, how do you say, not like potentially the, I don't, you know what I'm saying, right? You guys, like, you know, so she, she's like, he's like, yeah, agnostic. My dad's, you know, a Protestant and my mom believes in a higher, you know, uh, my mom is Catholic. I think, um, I believe in a higher power, but I, I don't, I can't, I don't identify with a religion agnostic. Amanda takes the envelopes away in a huff because of that wet spot, by the way. And he goes, babe, I have it. I, I, I'm just trying to listen to this conversation about Alex's agnosticism. And, uh, she goes, I know I don't, I just, I don't, I just want to put it away. And then she sighs again. We cut to Carl in his bedroom unpacking perfectly. Like he is so ready. He's like, I am opening my suitcase right now. I will remove. I am Robokai. I will remove this perfectly ironed t-shirt. Here is my white jeans. I will lay them perfectly out here. Kyle goes into Luke's room and he's like, yeah, we got 250 Wedding invites done, you know, and he goes, the wedding's approaching 200K, 200,000. And Luke goes, whoa, hold on a sec. Give me a minute. Are you fucking kidding me? And then at a talking head, Luke goes, what I could do with 20, with 200K, I could do a four stall garage, you know, plate rock. Slobby stairs, underlighting. I could do a hot tub with waterfall waterfall coming into it. I could do a secret cave where I kept my guitars. I could build some kind of rocket ship that could take me to Mars. I could uh, feed everybody in all of the counties around my lake house. I could make a tree fort that I could shoot bows and arrows from. I could invent uh, kind of a hover lift uh, machine. Like, he's just going off. He's like, and then... And then, you know, Luke being super smart, he goes, hey, I bet that's what's causing your sty. <laughs> the sty's like, shut the fuck up, Luke. Um, and Kyle goes, it is not easy, dude. And we cut to Maya and Paige. 
And Paige is telling the girls, he's like, last night Craig was so cute. We were DMing, but we are also texting at the same time. And he said, how is Maya? And Maya was like, oh my God, he did take a video of me. And she's like, it's against my rules to send Craig videos. I don't want to act too thirsty. And she's like, you text him. And Maya's like, I'll text him. Like I, I, Craig gets off on people loving him. And I, by the way, I get off on people. Love, like who doesn't get off? But I think, you know what I'm saying? Craig did. I'm telling you. Don't you, get, don't you sense that Craig likes it a little bit too much, maybe? Just my, I don't know. Just just put that in the bank. Let me know what you think uh, after Southern Charm airs and see what we think, you know? We cut to Danielle uh, and uh, Carl. They're in uh, Danielle's room, and they're sitting on Amanda's birthday seats from last week, and they're making fart sounds like, because they were like the vinyl seats. Did you guys ever do that in school? I don't think so because most of you are ladies. But like if did you ever like like your desk or something, you would make a noise or like your your shoe would make a noise where it sounded like a fart. And then you would try to re- recreate that sound so you could prove to people that you didn't fart. Like that was my worst nightmare is to be blamed on a fart. Like that really, I mean, I think really hindered a lot of my in-school learning. And by the way, I mean, I know everybody had the pandemic and it was so bad to do at-home learning, but it would have saved me a lot of stress because I felt like I got blamed on the majority of farts in elementary school and I didn't fart. But like the the panic when you would sit on like some kind of vinyl couch and go... And then you have a girl around you and you try to recreate that sound like, look, it's the couch. The couch is farted and it's not me. It's like, how would it be me? You would smell my butt. It's not me. It's not me. Like I lived in fear of being blamed on farts. Like it, I know it's, it's just, that's the truth. We know it is, Ryan. We know it is. Um, so uh, we cut to Andrea. Uh, he He's dressed like Aladdin, Maya says. And the girls are like, I don't like it. And... Uh, Maya goes, okay, well, what what is your wish if you're Aladdin and I'm the genie? And Andrea's like, well, my first wish would be peace in the world, you know, happiness for my family, you know, and Paige to be my wife. <laughs> um, and Andrea says, I'm so happy Maya was honest with us this weekend. I love Maya. I care about Maya. I care about my friends and I want to learn from my mistakes, Andrea says. But by the way, guys, that's awesome. It can just be that simple, right? You care about your friends. You want to know what hurts them. You try to learn from your mistakes or your behavior. You know, it can be that simple. Andrea didn't get his panties in a bunch. He's like, well, fuck my, huh? I called him by the wrong name. A fucker. You know, I'm a good guy. Fuck you. Like, no. He goes, yo. Like, he had enough confidence to be like, this isn't about, like, I, my heart is pure. I, you know, I like Maya. I'm going to make an effort to know her name. It can just be that simple. That's a nice thing. We cut to Luke. Uh, Luke has a stain on his shirt. He's on the couch. And he's like, I'm not wearing that. Which, like, unfortunately, like I said, I would be wearing that. If I see a stain on the shirt, I'm like, well, that has to be worn, I guess, unfortunately. Because even if I didn't have a stain on the shirt, I know I would be getting a stain on the shirt later that night. Ah. I mean, we can do so much in fashion, but we still haven't invented a stainless shirt. Um, the house, everybody does a pre-shot before going out. Amanda keeps saying, Kyle, 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 Kyle. They take a car ride over there. Sierra says they're having car conversations. If you girls could make out or have sex with any girl, who would it be? And Paige is like, someone from the house? And Sierra's like, no, in life. And Sierra says, Ruby Rose. And everybody's like, that's a good one. And Danielle says, 
Cara Delevingne. And like, I have really liked Danielle this season up until that moment. I don't like Cara Delevingne. I think she's one of the worst actors that I've ever seen in my life. Um, she overdoes it every time. That's why I'm bummed to find out she's in the second season um, season of uh, Murders in the Buildings, the Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, Martin short show on Hulu, uh, Only Murders in the Building. I really liked it, but I found out she's going to be in it. And I just think she cannot act her way out of a paper bag. And, dude, I'm telling we we had a, like, I've taught, like, that girl throws down, man. Like, if I was competing with Cara Delevingne for a woman, Cara Delevingne would win every time. That girl can turn girls like that. Like, she has some kind of magic power. That's not why I don't like her, though. I don't like her because she can't act. Like, she can't even act in easy parts. Like, she can't even act in TikToks. Like, she makes Hannah Burner look like a good actor in TikToks. It's just, it's it's a deep feeling that I've had for years. This isn't recent, you guys. I think you can tell that. Sierra says, uh, wow, that makes me want to have sex. I want to have sex. And Paige goes, what about Alex? And in a talking head, Sierra goes, he doesn't even talk to me. What on God's green earth is he doing? I love that Sierra's like, what is he doing? He's not talking to me. Something must be wrong with Alex. Um, we cut to the other car. They're just driving in the car silently. Um, but Sierra says, I'm done playing games. If Alex likes me, he's got to show me. They pull up to the restaurant. Kyle uh, says, uh, I'm not going to sit in front of you, Amanda. I'll sit to the side. You know, we see each other too much. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Carl, being Carl, he takes a very big interest in ordering the appetizers. Do you notice how Carl does it? He's like, and I, I think most sober people would probably like, I've, I'm in charge of the food. I will order. The, I, we will go with the wings. We will go with the trash car, the uh, the nachos, the nachos. Yeah, we'll do that. And uh, burrata. What you, oh, my God, you guys. I went out to dinner with my mom last night. This is hysterical. And um, my mom can't be wrong. So we're ordering the, uh, these appetizers. And we order um, – these like ch- these like uh, chips from like zucchini- zuka chips from zucchini. And she says they're good. I'm like okay, and then she goes, "What about the beef carpaccio?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah." I was like, "What about burrata?" Like you know, like it's a, this kind of Italian place called North in Arizona. And, and I was like, "What about the burrata?" And she's like, "Ew, burrata's stinky, cheap. I don't like burrata. Burrata's gross." And I'm like, "Mom, wait, what?" Burrata's not gross. She's like, well, maybe I had some bad burrata. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, well, then we'll just order that then. And I shit you not. We eat the, we're eating the burrata. Burrata's great. She goes, I told you, burrata's bad. This isn't good. You can have the I'm like, and I think she was going to say it was bad regardless if she liked it or not. It was very frustrating. <laughs> um, so Alex asks Amanda, She's wearing a blazer over like a bra, and she Alex is like, "Is wearing a blazer over a without a top a new thing?" And Amanda explains to Alex, and I don't think he's used to a lot of things with women. He goes, "It lets you wear a top while it, it lets you not wear a top while you're wearing a top." Um, but I look like sophisticated, not slutty, even though I don't have a shirt on. Paige asks Alex if he is talking to anyone. He says, "No, you know everything's preliminary in terms of girls right now." And she's like, "Well, what do you think about Sierra?" Um, if you want to make a move on Sierra, Alex, you got to be aggressive. You got to be assertive. And Alex goes, 
you know, I need more of this. I probably need more of that. He's pointing at food, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't even really kind of handle criticism. He's like, yeah, I guess I need this and I need that. Andrea, while this whole ha- is happening, Andrea's like hitting on Paige. He's like, pull my finger. Oh, hey, Paige. Oh, he's just like doing his Andrea thing. Alex, um, uh, uh, yeah, he's just like, I love you, bitch. I love, love, love you. Um, he is telling um, uh, Sierra, what, what is this note? I was the thirst. Sierra putting nuts in his mouth. I don't know what that means. I think Sierra was literally putting nuts in his mouth. I don't know what that means, like like table nuts? I don't, I don't know what that note means. I'm so sorry, you guys. Um, Andrea says, my future wife is next to me. And Amanda hears that and is kind of like, hmm, because she knows about the Craig stuff. Um, Andrea says, Kyle, today I feel like you. I'm at the head of the table. I'm the father of the table. And then he lets everybody know, tomorrow we have the bondage. You know, he wanted to do a bondage party. He's like, tomorrow is 50 shades of summer. What is the... And then he wants, he goes, hey, let's go around the table and answer Christ questions, you know, sexy questions. What is the weirdest sex... Um, a sexual experience you've ever had. And Kyle says, I'll start it off, traditional guy. Amanda says, don't, if it's with me, don't say anything. And Kyle's like, it's definitely not with you. hey always good when you're in a weird relationship with your, your significant other to potentially make a sex joke about them at that time as well. Um, he says, I'm hooking up with this chick for the first time, and she just sticks a thumb right up my ass. And Paige goes, and how much did you fucking love it? And he goes, I clenched up like a fucking clam. And Carl says, um, uh, okay, Maya, what is the craziest place you've ever had sex? Now, this is kind of lame a little bit in the sense of, like, the producers probably put them up to ask and asking these questions. But I don't know. I don't – I kind of like it. I just like them. So I could really t- – they could talk about the phone book, and I'd be like, oh, cool. Um, and Maya says the craziest place that she's had sex, soccer, soccer field in the goal. But Maya also says probably in a plane and not in the bathroom. And they're like, do you mean a private plane? Elaborate on that story. Elaborate on that story. And she's like, I'm not elaborating on that story. Okay, thanks, Maya. And Luke, they asked Luke. And Luke says, I had a girl um, asked to blindfold me. And I was like, okay. And then she dripped hot wax on my body and then put ice cubes on my body and gave me the most amazing blowjob ever. So, okay, let's walk through that. So, Luke is blindfolded, which the blindfold is okay. Like, so he already knows what, who the girl is. So that's not a surprise. It's not the blind. So the blindfold is there for him to not see that she's about to drip hot candle wax. Also, what kind of candle are we talking about? A, a very smelly candle. Are we talking about one of those ones that, uh, Brittany Cartwright likes? What are those called? The, what is, what is that candle place called? It smells like, like pancake and waffle candles and stuff like that. So drips wax on the body, then puts ice cubes on the body, and then an amazing blowjob. But at the same time, I think I might be thinking like, oh, my God, there's like literally candle wax hardening all over my nipple area. You know, like I I think I might worry. And especially what if I'm in a T-shirt still? That would just that would ruin another T-shirt. Alex goes, well, my story was prom night. She was like into True Blood, that show. She was into vampires. And Kyle goes, I can't hear you. Speak up. And Mana says, Kyle, if you quiet down, we can hear Alex. Always great when your significant other corrects you. Um, And then Alex says, yeah, she bit too hard on my neck and there was blood. And then she started licking it. And I was too in the moment. But then after I did my business, I had the clarity that it was pretty fucking weird. And then we see pics of Alex in high school and you kind of get everything. You're like, whoa, like 
it, it very much surprises me that Alex had high, sex in high school. Like I, you know, and it, you, you saw that like, he was like a cute nerd, you know? Um, but Alex says, you know, I'm attracted to very bubbly, very extroverted types, firecrackers. It's a good way to keep my balance. Um, but also this is where I'm almost starting to get more and more solidified in the thought that Alex is a serial killer. It's starting to really make sense that he might actually be a serial killer, which would be such an interesting, I would be like, oh, okay, he is interesting. Okay. Andrea goes, I don't have one story. I have many crazy sexual stories. And he's like, do you guys want a disgusting one? Huh? And they're like, yeah. And he goes, I treat, uh, I treat everybody like my charming self, you know, but one time. I had uh, the anal with the girlfriend, the anal. We had the anal, and then she pooped all over my bed. Diarrhea. <laughs> Pure diarrhea. <laughs> it was not... <laughs> Andre is so charming. <laughs> and then the thought of... <laughs> we had the anal. We had the anal sex, you know, and then she just diarrhea everywhere. She just go boop. I go boop, 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 boop. <laughs> He's such a classy guy. And I love it. You know, like he's not worried about grossing anybody out. Also, when I was writing diarrhea, I realized that nobody really knows how to spell diarrhea because why would you ever learn how to spell diarrhea? And I know you people are like, I know how to spell diarrhea. But honestly, it's one of those words none of us should ever have to smell. Like if we know how to spell diarrhea. Like diarrhea is a word you shouldn't spell correctly because you shouldn't be too close to the word diarrhea for any other reason, you know? But the, and also the fact of Andrea just like willy nilly having anal, and the fact that we're like, oh, it's like a geyser, hey, it's coming out all over my bed. Oh, oh it's your beautiful still, because huh? you, you know. Then it was like, oh no, it's beautiful, it's natural. You're you're like a nature, huh? It's a nature's geyser. Huh? Um, <laughs> Paige says, I literally want to die. So we get a new scene that says July thirtieth. Uh, they're all doing table shots. Uh, Danielle says, Friday night, Friday night send off. If I've ever heard it. Cause they're all doing a shot at the end of that dinner. And then we get the famous summer house song, which they also use in Vanderpump rules. And it goes like this party every day, party, party every day, party every day, party, party every day. And I've really like, it's one of those things that I've watched all these shows so much that I recognize that they use, they overuse it now. It's like pop, pop, party every day, pop, pop, party every day. So we get clubbing, we get some B-roll footage where everybody's having a great time. Oh my God, so much fun. We're laughing, more shots. Um, sometimes I feel like they're, they even know they're like, okay, Carl's like, okay, get me, get me laughing, get me clapping my hands so we can get this over with Paige and, uh, Sierra are having a good time. Paige gives Andrea a little smooch. Amanda, guess what? Looking for Kyle. He's at the bar and Amanda's like, Kyle, Kyle, come on. We're Lee Kyle. It's back home. 12, 15 AM. They all come in. Amanda says, Kyle, what, 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 Kyle, come into the bathroom, Kyle. You literally keep running away. And Amanda's like, you know, the secret to a good night, Kyle, is hanging out with the person you love all night. And Kyle goes, babe, you're on my case for everything. Uh, We cut to Carl, Maya, and Luke, and uh, they're making a little old fire. Paige is talking to Sierra, 
And Paige is like, oh my God, Sierra Craig has like a motherfucking radar on me. Because every time I like I start to like Andrea, Craig will text me and like, baby, I forgot to give you this gift. I want to give you this gift. And in my defense, I'm just flirting and kissing. And it's very different from like hand holding and sleeping in the same bed. And I mean, I was like, yeah, but you're, you're kissing multiple times. And you live with Andre on the weekends. And she's like, valid point. That's good. Okay, that's good point. Luke is tending to the fire. Uh, the girls are putting out all the snacks on the kitchen. They're like, you're like, oh, my God. And then one's like, oh, my God, I found the bagel bites. It's always very exciting when you come home drunk from a bar with people like my good buddy Jessica Wagner. Uh, she loves a frozen pizza. When we would go see, go to music festivals, she'd come home. And she's like, "Who's where? where's the frozen pizza? Get it in there right now. Like it was like even before we took off our shoes, Greg, put the frozen pizza in the oven now. They FaceTime Lindsay out by the fire. Everybody's like, hi. And Lindsay's like, hi, Maya. Like everybody's being super nice to Maya this week. We cut to Andrea brushing his old teethies. Uh, he should be brushing that mouth after that filthy diarrhea story, you know. Hey, I'm Andrea. I like the anal, you know. Uh, Kyle is eating these cheese balls out of this big tub, and I have never related more to a male. And in, finally, somebody that speaks to me, he's just throwing cheese balls into his mouth, and Amanda goes, Kyle, Kyle, you're going to get fat again. Kyle, you're going to get fat. Clean up the counter. And Luke's like, I'll help. No, no, Kyle's got to learn. Kyle's got to learn how to clean up the counter. He needs to learn. He's his own good boy. And then she's like, Kyle, we have to go to bed. Kyle, grab your drink, grab your snacks, let's go to bed. And she says, you should never have a drink over by the invites. Come on, babe. And then Kyle's just standing by the dresser in their bedroom eating. And she literally goes, Kyle, Kyle. Like she literally said, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Like I was like, is this a joke? Is it Kyle, Kyle. Like even the style was like, shut the fuck up. We can hear you. Kyle, Kyle, what are you doing? He's like, I got to pee. We cut to Paige saying, hey, Sierra, I had a really good conversation with Alex tonight. And she's like, share that with me. And, um, you know, I just told him to be more aggressive. Um, Kyle then stops peeing. He's in his underwear now. And he walks out into the kitchen and he he's wearing one of those bucket hats. And he's like, oh, man. And then he's like by himself in his underwear. He's like, oh, man. And he sees the cheese balls. He goes, oh, man. And then he starts throwing cheese balls into his mouth, trying to catch them. And he's like, oh, he goes, and I, this is what I do when I'm home. I go, oh, oh, oh. He's just existentially screaming, but we hear it. And the girls upstairs are like, who's screaming? And they're like, I think that's Kyle. And then you hear him go, fuck yeah, I like Triscuits. Fuck yeah. And then, and then we hear Amanda from the other room go, Kyle. And then we hear Kyle go, I'm fat and I'm old. And I was like, damn it, Kyle, I that is that that is me. I'm fat and I'm old. And then he goes, and I want love and blowjobs. Kyle's a simple man, man. He's like fat and old. He wants love and he wants blowjobs. That is a man. He loves sharks. We know that from last season. And Amanda finally goes, You're a lost cause. Fine. <sighs> I mean, I gotta tell you, I've always been a big Amanda defender this season, but this started to get too much for me, even. I was just like, not a like, I know his name's Kyle. We we all know his name's Kyle at this point. Come on. Let's not do this. Let's not, let's not do this, please. For the love of God. His name's Kyle. We get it already. Guess what, folks? 
It's a new day in the summer house. We wake up 7.47 a.m. The Chiron reads. We get a shot of the kitchen. We get Carl. Guess what? He's up. Guess what he's doing? He's making his bed. That's how we know. Carl loves to start off a day making that old bed. I really, really, truly respect that. I'm still a guy that like makes his bed someday. Like I'm so scatterbrained, man. We see Paige and Sierra snoring. Carl's on his morning run. Kyle gets up. He farts. Uh, everyone's getting up. Uh, we see that Luke Luke is a bed maker too. We, and I, by the way, I feel like that is directly influenced by Carl. What would Carl do? Kyle wakes up Amanda. He's like, hey, babe, I'm going to the post office. Were you just dreaming how it was the best thing to happen to you? And she says, I was dreaming about tonight's party. Maybe you'll actually hang out with me. And then he just stares. And there's like what felt like 10 minutes of an awkward pause. And then he just leaves. And he goes, I was just dreaming about you maybe being nice to me. Carl comes back in from the run. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go do some extra push-ups and stuff in the back. That's what I'm talking about, man. Double exercise sucks. Carl, you just went on a run. Now you got to like do more exercise? Like I'm, that's how my mind works. It's like, we already did the exercise. Why are we doing more exercise? Exercise should be contained to one area. It shouldn't be like, now we do it back. Like I hate, like I'm the guy that always hates when you do something and they're like, okay, that's over with. And I'm always like, oh, cool. It's over with. And they're like, okay, now let's follow me over here. We're going to do a whole nother section over here. Like, no, no, you get me for one section. Um, Andrea Calls his mom. He's speaking in Italian. He's like, hey, blah, 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 blah anal, uh, diarrhea, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I'm obsessed with my parents. My mom, my mom, she, 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 she always covering me. She likes to buy me toys. And, you know, she's heartbroken. You know, I'm not there. And she's trying to help me get a green card. My dream of being a citizen in the U.S. of A. And there's pics of little, little Andrea before all the anal uh, in front of the White House. And he's like, I grew up on American movies. I'm a big sports fan. And on my eighth birthday, my classmate gave me a Denver Nuggets hat. And so I changed my name to Andrea Denver. <laughs> what if it was like a Batman hat? Andrea Batman is my name, huh? Well, I mean, that hat could have been anything. Uh, you guys, Amanda's finally up. Uh, Carl is doing push-ups in the back deck. We get four boxes. Boop, 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 boop. We see four boxes of the summer house. It's 1.23 p.m. Luke and Carl are doing a push-up contest. And I just, I couldn't be around in that kind of, that's a that's a bad environment for me. I would not thrive in that kind of, people are doing push-up contests. I would just be like, I'm, who's the guy that's staying in his room again this morning? I'd be like, I'll take my breakfast in the room. Like a push-up contest? God, never done a push-up contest. Paige uh, jumps in the pool with Andrea, and she's like, want to do a race in the pool? I got to say, Paige is a very strong swimmer. I give credit where credit is due. She's a very, her and the Gugly, I don't know if Gugly squad, if the uh, if Hannah's a strong swimmer, but Paige is definitely a strong swimmer. It's 2.13 p.m. Um, Luke is on a, sorry, uh, Kyle is on a solo mission to mail their invites and he mails them off. And at this point, Kyle fakes his own death and we never see from him from ever again. I, I was just wondering like if that crossed his mind of like, I should just keep going. I could just get in that car and just keep going. Like, you know, it's like Kyle fakes his death. 4.06 p.m. I I got to tell you, I know I say this every week, but I just fucking love that they put the time up. I love time. I love when they do specific times. Um, Andrea says, hey, everybody, you got one hour to get ready, to get sexier than you already are for a bondage night, you know? And we see there's handcuffs, there's whips, there's ball gags, there's nipple clamps. And Maya says, uh, 
hey, Luke, do you want me to put your comforter in the closet just in case? And Luke says, no, my bed gets no action. It's it's safe. Um, and Andrea's like, what if somebody wants to fuck in your bed? And Luke's like, nobody's going to fuck in my bed or they'll get thrown out my window. And there's also a styrofoam head. And they're like, "What are? What, why is there a styrofoam head here for the bondage party? And they're like, what do they do in Italy, man? Paige and Sierra don't make their bed, which is its own form of uh, sexual torture, I guess. Kyle says... Uh, Andrea, when you have an accent, you can get away with anything. I wish I was European. They put up red lights in the bedroom. They're going all out on this. Carl is in this kind of half-cut-off sports tank top, like mesh. Amanda, we hear yelling from the other room, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Now, that makes it sound like it's a fun chant, but she's literally just going, Kyle, 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 Kyle. Say it with me. Kyle. Kyle. Say it with me. Kyle. Kyle. Friday. Kyle. And Kyle is like just on the bed trying to have fun with everybody. And we just hear Kyle. And finally goes, what? What? She goes, I kept calling your name. You should come when I call your name. <laughs> like a dog. And he goes, I have a newsflash. You've been annoying ever since we got here yesterday. And she just kind of laughs. And he goes, no, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. And... At some point last night, I said, I wasn't going to even hang out with you because you're nagging me so much. And she goes, well, you're following me right now. And you're the one being annoying. And she's like, I'm just, I'm just getting back. I'm just talking to you. And then she goes, yeah, keep, keep telling me, uh, keep telling me that and try not to get so drunk that it pisses me off tonight. I mean, that's where we're, we're in dark. We're in full darkness with this couple. And he goes, don't give me a hard time about every little thing. And she goes, then behave. And then uh, she goes, behave? Really, Kyle? Don't do this. Kyle, don't do it. Fuck, fuck. I'm so, I'm bo- so fucking sick of... Oh, yeah. No, sorry. This is Kyle. Kyle, he's like, behave? Really? Kyle, don't do this. Kyle, don't do that. Fuck off. Fuck off. So I'm fucking sick of being treated like a kid. Let's have a good weekend. I'm not trying to date my mom. He's outside t- saying this to Danielle. He's walked away from Amanda completely. And he's like, Kyle, 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 Kyle. She's a fucking bitch sometimes, dude. Lay off me. This is from not just work. I'm stressed out for a lot of other reasons. And Daniel's like, it's not normal for a bride to be to not be happy about getting married. She's just a miserable person to be around. And Danielle, you can tell, looks totally worried. And she goes, I'm your friend. I want you to be happy. And I'm not, get the, I'm not getting the feeling that you're happy. Do you still want, want to get married? We come back from commercial break. He's like, of course. Like, dude, I mean, I think she's, I don't, I don't know. And then he goes, the business is practically like the only thing we have in common right now. And Danielle goes, fuck. And there's a pause. And Danielle goes, all right, I got to start getting ready for tonight. <laughs> she totally, totally, like, it was like the biggest cry for help. And Danielle goes, well, I got to go change into my ball gags. And um, and she goes, well, you know, don't stress. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it's going to be, it's going to make things worse if you get stressed. And she goes, I would say let's do a shot, but... Uh, Luke is practicing the stripper pole that they put out. Robert, Danielle's boyfriend, comes in. Guess what, you guys? He did get that haircut I talked about at the beginning of the episode. Carl looks crazy. He has mascara on and like that mesh cutoff I was telling you guys about. Uh, Luke is showing Kyle nipple clamps. And he's like, yeah, and you can tighten them. It's, you know, it's like, it's like this. Yeah. Um, on the back of Carl's leather shorts, it says tight end. And what that's a joke on, you guys. Let me explain that to you. It means he has a tight ass. 
that's what that meant. Uh, Alex and Andrea are all leathered and chained up. Uh, the girls are in bustiers. Everybody's looking very sexy. I'm very horny right now. Very sexy. I'm bummed Lindsay is in here. I would have loved to have seen Lindsay in some sort of leather ensemble. Um, Robert, we find out, was not happy with his chef job, so he decided to quit three days ago. And we got a flashback of that moment. And, uh, She's like, it's scary as hell now that I'm working in my app and I don't have a steady income, but hey, he's happier and that's what's most important. And you saw that and I kind of rewound it to see if there was fear in her eyes. Like, he's happy. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> you know, <laughs> happiness is the only thing that matters. Uh, Kyle puts a lover boy down his shorts to make it look like he has uh, a thick can of junk uh, instead of the small penis that he probably has. Uh, Andrea says, I want to thank all of you. You know, I want to thank you for being here. I want everybody to have fun. Huh? It's a bondage party night. It's 8.13 p.m. People are coming in off the streets wild. This is potentially embarrassing. They're inviting strange. I, like, I would not, like, Carl, you know, it's just I, the the. This is like, why couldn't I have been an extra in one of these scenes? Like, did you see me whacking off in the back of that scene? Like, I was at the bondage party being all we. I was in the gimp outfit. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. This is a family show. That's disgusting. Um, people are coming in. There's a DJ. Carl's like, hey, I'm Carl, ladies. Paige isn't good on the stripper pole. Alex is actually better on the stripper pole than Paige. Luke is passing around pieces of watermelon. Paige and Maya are doing shots. Maya says, I'm so in my head about this, about talking to people. I've never owned it or felt, you know, like, you know, really me of like owning who I am. And she says her ex, Kwame, was the life of the party. I'm used to being on the back burner. I'm not in the room to be seen. And I really relate to that. Like, podcasting is one thing, but I really like to fall, like, I like to hide. You know, like, I, I don't like to be seen. I like to kind of just, you know, be in the, uh, you know, not to be seen. I like that. I, I understand that. Maya says, but I want my friends to thrive. And the girls are like, we want you to thrive. And Maya says, my nickname in high school was The Vault. But I don't, she never really explained why. And I'm like, cool, mine was Rhino or Pubic Head. Uh, we get four boxes of partying. Beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. And it's 9.55 p.m. If this party at this point feels a little forced, everybody's like, try, I feel like they're trying it. It's nothing like the 4th of July party where it was felt very genuine and fun. Alex is trying to flirt with Sierra, but it's like in this like really dorky way. It's like, hey. Alex goes, hey, Amanda, can I borrow you for a second? I want to I I talk to you about this situation. And he goes, I keep trying to make the moves on Sierra, but she doesn't seem into it. And Amanda goes, I do know she's not uninterested in you, which is that really kind of is the deal. It's like Sierra's pretty much saying, uh, I don't like him, but I don't dislike him. I mean, if he tried something, like it's, it's very weird. You know, I think Alex is pretty much saying, well, like usually people like me or they don't like me. It's not like maybe. Uh, and Alex is like, yeah, I don't get that vibe that she likes me at all. Um I make subtle moves and most people will get those subtle moves. Like his subtle moves is like eating protein. He's like, I ate a pound of bacon in front of her. She has no idea that I liked her. I mean, I ate a full head of broccoli. Um, and he tells us, and this, this is something I told you earlier. He says, every time I go on drink, uh, go on dates, I'll get there before them and I'll have a couple drinks before they get there. And dude, you guys, when I was going on dates, I would do the same thing. I had this one date where I got there an hour early and I drank with the bar staff as they were setting up at the restaurant because I was so damn nervous. I was so nervous. And then she like when she pulled up, she had got pulled over by a cop car right in front of the, the place. It was one of the most embarrassing. And I had like 
already had three drinks and she was doing like dry January at the time. And it was like, I was already nervous. And she was like, um, I got pulled over outside and I had to go out and it was just such a mess. Oh, I still, oh, but I, but that's what like, I'll go there. Like, and that's not healthy. I shouldn't go have a couple drinks to calm my nerves because I'm so nervous about a date. That is fucking like, I'm fucking Alex without abs. Oh my God. I'm Alex. What's wrong with me? <laughs> um, Amanda says, Sierra likes an assertive guy, but not controlling. And Alex was like, my plan was just to wing it. And he's like, she's like, well, you know, flirt and maybe grab her face and kiss her. She would like that, which sounds intense. Like I would never just grab a girl's face and kiss that. Not in this climate. Are you out of your mind, Amanda? Grab her face and kiss it. I've ne- like, could you imagine that going south of like, who told you to grab my face and kiss it? Like girls are so interesting in that way. It's like, it would work if, you know, like that you, you come on girls, you know, that could go south real quickly of like, why the fuck did you grab my face? Weirdo. He worries. He says he has the worst game in the world. I agree. Um, Amanda says you might be able to, you know, swoop in as Prince Charming. Who knows? Uh, Carl is being taught how to do the stripper pole. Carl says, I realize people get drunker and I can just act weird and no one will give a shit, which I kind of understood that there seemed, I was like, that's kind of a weird freedom that you could probably enjoy. You're watching people get wasted and you can just act like a weirdo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we always kind of walk around when we're sober with like this decorum of the world of like, we're supposed to act this way and be respectful and all that. But when you're drunk and other people are drunk and you're sober, you can act like a complete weirdo. Nobody will care. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure that is kind of a fun little party trick. Uh, Carl does break the stripper pole at this point, though, so that wasn't good. Uh, we see four boxes of partying. Boop, 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 boop. Andrea says, uh, you guys, we got to play some sexy games. Andrea is dancing with Paige. Amanda, Sierra, and Paige are taking sexy pics, kind of. Amanda puts her head through her butt or, like, through her legs. Um, it, uh, it's a funny picture. Kyle is dressed like the guy from Reno 911. Maya pulls a blindfold, puts a blindfold on Andrea, and he, he he's, like, doing blindfold kids kisses and brings her in front of Paige and like they kiss Paige, but he doesn't know because he's blindfolded. Uh, and he's like, I think it's my eye kissed. Um, and then she brings over Kyle and he kisses Kyle. And he's like, no, Kyle, I'm not gay. Come on. Hey, oh, Alex is dancing behind Sierra trying to like get, get his groove on. Carl gets blindfolded. Paige has a ball gag on at this point. And then they bring uh, Carl, uh, Maya brings Carl over to Sierra and they kiss Big time. And Carl's like, wow, that was pretty good. And Alex sees this. And you're like, womp, womp. And Maya says, I'm sorry if I don't get a get a man because I am the best wing woman who ever existed. Um, Carl gets spun around again and kisses Sierra again. And he finally pulls the blindfold off his face and sees that it's Sierra. And Kyle laughs drunkenly. Andrea picks up Paige. And Paige is like, my vagina is out. And Sierra says, I got to talk to Paige really quick. And she goes, oh my God, Paige, I made out with Carl and I loved it. Danielle then comes over to Sierra and Paige. And she's like, quick download, you guys. Alex and I were decorated and Kyle comes out and starts going off on Amanda. And they're like, what was he saying? He's like, she's a bitch and she's such a bitch. And if, my, you know, and, and, they're, and Paige is like, if my fiance ever called me a bitch, uh, or no, so Sierra says, if my fiance ever called me a bitch, I would say gather and collect your entire life. And Paige goes, I don't know a lot of things, which, by the way, should be the end of the sentence. But she continues on. She goes, but I know this is the month before my wedding. I don't want to be 
I don't want it to be like this even right now. Like, what the fuck? They're talking to some, like, Kyle's not talking to Amanda. He's talking to some random ass girl. Amanda's over there. It's just weird. And Daniel was like, like, what's going on? And I asked Kyle if he was happy and he couldn't answer the question. And he said, the only thing that they have in common is lover boy. And then it's like, dun, dun, dun. And Paige and Sierra just look shocked, you guys. And Paige goes, what the fuck? Next time on Summer House, we have more of the bondage part, bondage party. Girls are hopping all over Andrea. Craig is talking on the phone with Sierra. He's like, hey, if you're going to you know, flirt with Andrea, you know I can't come back to the house, baby. That's such a weird guy. Hey, well, then you know I can't come back to the house, baby. We see Sierra say, fuck Craig. We see Carl on a date being nervous, saying, I feel like I'm in middle school. We see Paige talking to Amanda and like, I want you to be happy. I want you to be so happy. Are you? I don't think you are. And then Kyle comes up and is like, what's up, ladies? Can I ask what we're talking about here? You guys, that is the end of Summer House. What a recap that was. What a recap that was. We learned a lot about ourselves. Uh, each other. Um, let me tell you a little bit about what I did this week so I can tell you where I've been so you didn't think this guy was out just willy-nilly partying, you know, as I want to do. Okay, you guys, we made it to the end of this episode. And let me t- tell you a little bit about um, this this uh, this week. And uh, this, I don't really want to get into a lot of detail because I don't know if that's disrespectful to my friend, uh, but I do want to say rest in peace to uh, Martin Goltz, who uh, passed away. He is my dad's, um, he's my best friend's dad, uh, somebody that I kind of grew up with, I guess, now that I'm at that age, I can say that. Um, uh, but my friend, uh, my best friend, he lives in Chicago now. I've talked about him a lot on the show, but his dad's been sick about a year, and um he passed away today, but, uh, you know, my friend Dusty is just an amazing dude. And he, uh, he was in charge of, uh, pretty much moving his family. Um, they were trying to get his dad better care by moving him to another place and they had to get medical transport to move the father. And, um, Dusty was in charge of, you know, cleaning out the house of moving his parents of, you know, doing little things like taking the cable box in, selling his parents' car, selling their furniture. And so I went down on Monday. He had to fly in to do uh, a bunch of the final things because they got his dad uh, over there. So um, I just drove down immediately and I uh, have been with him this week. And it's, uh, you know, he truly is my, my brother and I love him very much and I would have been there and it just, you know, there are people in your life where it's just like coming home and sometimes that's not good too. Sometimes you don't want to go home and there have been many times where Dusty has called me on shit that I have not wanted to hear and, uh, and times where he's picked me up when, uh, I've been down or been there for me. One of the only people that would consistently check in with me on my divorce and like, tell me whenever you need something, just tell me, just tell me how you want, tell me what you want me to do. Tell me how you want me to be. Tell me how you, you know, and just always made a point to check in every week. Just like, just checking in, just checking in. And you know, he's just so good at, uh, so just so good at being a great friend, a great person. And, uh, and I wanted to, 
it's not even returning the favor. It's just I wanted to be there, period. So I went there, and it was just a lot more emotional. And I just uh, – then I not I don't want to say emotional. It was, um, it was just something – you know, this man uh, was about to lose his father and he's like just in charge of so many things and the amount of stress and the, I just can't, you know, you know, cleaning, you know, cleaning that house from top to bottom to turn, you know, like just, and he's just, just military precision, you know, just bam, bam, bam. Like we were sold the car, turn, you know, did all of this stuff. And he was just, and, uh, the first night we'd got there and then our other friend, Amanda from high school, she, she came too, and we had the best night. I mean, it was in a, it was in a house with like three folding chairs. We still slept on the floor, um, and woke up the next day and did more work and stuff. But we did a bunch of work when I got in on Monday and then, um, we, we drank and listened to music and had pizza and just taught, I mean, just, you know, those friends that you just laugh with and you laugh harder because they know you and you, you know, it's, it's just, it's, and I, you know, just the guy, like I told you in the beginning, he just has the best conversations about pop culture. Like I begged him to come on to this cause he's so damn smart. And we were talking about how women are treated in pop culture and how it's so funny how women just really get the short end of the stick. Like, think about it. Just every pop culture situation, women get just like from Britney to Kim Kardashian to like every, you know, girls just get blamed for everything. We were kind of going through history and pop culture and this, it was just such an amazing conversation in the midst of all of this kind of tragedy and gloom because that house was just full of gloom. Um, and, and it was just a lot of uh, fun and, and, you know, so I was there, we, I think, what was it? Three days, you know? And then uh, he was going back to Chicago and to be with his husband. And his, it's actually his birthday this weekend. And, and uh, we just got word today that his father passed. Uh, his husband texted me. And uh, so what I loved about Mr. Goltz, Marty, is he was he was just a dad. He was a, he was a good guy. And I love hearing Dusty talk about his dad. Um, and I... He said this one thing that I, I loved, and it's something that I always, you know, it's like he he was fiercely loyal to his family and to his wife, Sue, and who's, you know, still alive, Dusty's mom. But um, he, uh, he would be nice to like, you know, he would be like, I found out he was like friends with the mailman or, you know. He was friends with the guy that gave him his prescriptions at, at, at the grocery store. You know, he like kind of like he was friendly with those guys like those you know like people that he came into contact with on his daily life he was just the nicest guy too and uh it's weird your friend's parents they're just kind of always like they're the backdrop you know of your high school existence or your college existence and you kind of take them for granted and you know it's like hey mr goltz bye mr goltz hey mr goltz bye mr goltz and if you listen to the show, you know, I think a lot about life and, and where we're at at this point and that we're even at this point. And we talked about just how bizarre it is that we're high school friends and we're getting to the point of talking about things like this and dealing with things like this. And, and, um, I, you know, if anything, it just makes me really thankful, you know, to have the parents I do in my life and to have you guys to have the things that mean something. Um, but that is why, like, I couldn't put out a show. Um, these things actually, as silly as they can be, they do take a little bit of work. And 
I do have to have better backup plans and I just don't, I'm highly disorganized. And I, I, I do, uh, I'd sincerely apologize for that, but I do want to say me and Dusty had so many amazing conversations this last couple of days. They got me so fired up for the podcast, so fired up for the future, so many cool ideas. And I just hope, I hope that I can bring them to fruition. I hope that I can make you guys proud. I hope all of these things, you know, we were talking, he's really proud. Dusty's really proud of me and, and what I've done and all this stuff. And, um, I just hope that I can, I hope I can keep this going and make it grow even more. And, and sometimes that's like my worst fear in the world that I can't, but, uh, I don't know. I just hope, hope I can, but more importantly, um, I just, you know, I know we've all lost people in our lives. I know it's inevitable. I know all of those things. It doesn't make it any less tragic. doesn't make anything like that, but it is important to, to talk about these things. It's important to honor people's memory. It's important to love your friends, fiercely love your friends, to be loyal, to be there for them. Even if like, I'm the guy, you guys, I just shut my mouth. I'm just there. And that's even important. And I am so blessed to have had the friends I have in this life. And, um, and I don't know. I just wanted to let you guys know that's where it was. Unfortunately, he had passed away today. And, um, you know, how interesting that he passed away. Like once he, you know, he got, he got moved in to this place in Rochester is got his wife, you know, like, you know, he was incapacitated, but it was just interesting that, you know, once everything, like they just got him there, medical transport last week and their dog arrived today. They got, you know, brought, on car driving cross country. And once the dog got there and the apartment was put together, he passed kind of like, I don't know, which is just kind of oddly fitting that it's almost like he waited, but I just wanted to, uh, to honor a good man. And I wanted to honor a great son and a great best friend. And he won't listen to this. I know, but think about anybody in your life that you love and just give them a stupid text and just give them and just write Kyle. Um, but I just wanted to share that with you guys. That's where I was this week. Uh, I'll be doing a couple other episodes this weekend that will be light and fun and all of that stuff. And then we'll be back to all the good stuff that I have coming up, but thank you for your patience with me. I don't take any of this lightly. I don't take you listening lightly. And I know how quickly people come and go on podcasts. So I know that I, yeah, I know when I take days off, I could lose people like that, but hopefully, uh, you'll keep coming back. So that's it. And I just wanted to end with one of my favorite songs, uh, from a mixtape by Frank Ocean called strawberry swing. Uh, it's just, I really like this song and I wanted to play it for you guys and that's it. And I will talk to you again tomorrow.
Batches.